Hi guys, welcome back to the Let Go Podcast. You're here with me, Wanipa. Me, Mary Hannah. And me, Ayafa. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> this is so exciting because for the first time ever we are recording together yeah, in the same ever. place. That's crazy. That's so weird. No, I know, right? <laughs> what a journey, y'all. What a journey. And how fitting because we just hit 10K. <laughs> so it's nice to be together to celebrate and stuff like that. So in today's episode, we're going to be discussing sensationalist Christianity or sensational Christianity, whatever you want to call it. Um, we'll explain a bit about what we mean by that, but we're just going to be touching on what we think about it, whether it's necessary in today's church, whether it detracts from the message, all that good stuff. But as always, before we dive in, we're going to open with a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for another time to um, be able to converse and talk about another interesting topic. Lord, we pray that you order our words and that everything we say will be to give you glory. Lord, help us to always stay focused on you and not let the distractions of the world um, tear us away from you. Mm. And Lord, we pray that everything we do as individuals and your church does will point people towards your love and your grace in the mighty name of jesus pray amen 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 so guys before we dive into the episode we're gonna have a little icebreaker so as we mentioned as you've probably seen we've been shouting a lot giving the glory to god <laughs> we just hit ten thousand followers on spotify Love that. <laughs> <laughs> so today our icebreaker is what do you guys think that you could eat 10,000 of? Mm-hmm. I have a mad sweet tooth but I don't think I can eat 10,000. Like them little cookies from the buttery I can't eat more yeah. than like six of them. Speaking of which can you take me to get one today? Uh, they might be closed. That's why I haven't been going. Wait, we can go. I don't know but term, you know, we'll go today. We'll go. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think I could eat like 10,000 of something really small. Oh, you know what? I could eat 10,000 of like a really small, like coconut shrimp. Like, do you know what that is? I don't mm. eat se- oh, you shellfish. Don't eat, you don't eat no. I could eat that. Or like something that's like small, like a popcorn chicken, like what you said. Yeah. Something small like that. I could eat 10,000 of those. Even like a little mozzarella dipper. A little marinara sauce, burger sauce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my bag. I just feel like the cheese would start to feel like rubber against my teeth. No, they would just have to be reheated. Are you kidding me? No. I can barely handle one singular mozzarella stick, let alone 10,000. Guys, you should not trust Willipa's palate because do you not remember last episode she talked about Twiglet (laughs) and cheese puff? (laughs) Cheese ball, even. Cheese football. Put some respect. (laughs) Oh, la, la. Marmite. That she likes. Don't trust her. Listen, you people need to jazz up and have a mature palate. I think I could eat 10,000 of the skinny fries from um, Gourmet Burgers Kitchen. Oh, the really skinny ones. The really skinny ones. They're so delicious. Because when you pick up a handful, you basically pick up 10,000 anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I know. What about you, darling? Um, Yeah, I think just something with not too much flavour. So the skinny fries. Mm. (laughs) You know what came to my mind? Uh Communion wafers. (laughs) I could do that. And that's so true, actually. Or like rice and unleavened bread. bread. <laughs> <laughs> Christine has the communion bread in her she? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, SDA communion bread slaps, Or like even bro. mini rice cakes. We could, I could eat 10 yeah, mini, Yeah, clearly. Yesterday I ate like eight full-size ones in one sitting. I still didn't even feel full. Yeah, they're so not a filling snack. They're very skinny girls. Yeah, very much skin thing. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I think we'll round yeah. up that there. 
Um, so yes, sensational Christianity. I'm gonna stop talking soon, but guys, what what are your definitions? I think um, sensational Christianity is the whole idea of like adding specific medias and or visuals to a sermon message to make it more appealing mm. as a whole. Sensationalist or sensational Christianity sort of like when you say it, it feels like kind of like, oh, that's kind of derogatory. Like, you mm. know, it's not like a fun, a fun like kind of term. phrase. Yeah, term. But I don't think anything is inherently wrong with it. I just think it literally means like the adding of like maybe sometimes borderline flamboyant visuals and or imagery <laughs> but nonetheless media essentially to a to a sermon or message to make it more like appealing entertaining attractive mm. Mm. i also think about it slightly differently though i also think about sensational or sensationalist christianity as like forms of, of worship that really play up on the emotional or experiential aspect of worship or the sensations that you feel around you. Mm. I think any type of worship that kind of the emphasis is on you have to be feeling a sort of way or you mm. have to be tapping into a certain emotional state or hearing a certain thing or feeling a physical feeling, for me, that's very sensationalist. Mm -hmm. and I th sorry. sorry, I was just going to say, I think the two <laughs> can definitely go hand in hand because I think the media and the lights and the smoke can enhance even that smoke. feeling even the smoke machines <laughs> yes um i would also say it can be when like certain sermons are like trying to trigger you and mm. like foster Ooh. um emotions I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing all the time but it can be very much um like oh you don't speak to god but you speak to darnell on the phone every oh night. no yeah <laughs> religious I guess yeah of course a religious atmosphere a church that you're just like or even watching a sermon online I guess like since we were in quarantine for quite a bit you could have like dabbled in different stuff where you were like oh this is like really appealing to my senses Nonsense. but maybe in a way that you were like is this an attraction for the message or as, as I first said excuse me is this a bit triggering not triggering in like a you know flippant way <clears throat> excuse me but like triggering like yeah you mm. kind of in my business and was that was that worth it? Like, did you need to be in our business? <laughs> mm. Or kind of like, is your only way of spreading the gospel to be in my <laughs> I think we were, we were discussing this a little bit before. Like, if you look at the churches that are most mainstream or prominent right now, even online, some that I've visited in person, a lot of them, I think, do make a lot of use of media and sensations and that type of thing that's neither here nor there um i think it's just sometimes i have been watching things or like have been in sermons where i kind of think is the pastor actually breaking down the gospel and its core message or is or does this kind of borderline feel like they're kind of just spitting off the dome and they have like a great entertainment value and a lot of like, wow, reaction value. Mm -hmm. And they're dropping like sound bites and 
everything is contributing to this atmosphere of like oh this is energizing but really there's not a lot of substance yeah and yeah i say i will i have experienced that um in places i've visited and like some sermons and stuff i've watched online i think it's increasingly becoming that way mm. i think because also some sermons have been like on youtube Mm. Or, like, they have to make it shorter for reels and stuff. Mm, so they're true. trying to get something that's catchy that will attract people. Um, that mm. Sometimes they're a bit, like, they take it out of context so that they can attract people to the actual The thing. shock value. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Not the shock value. Yeah, I think, I definitely agree. I think, um, yeah, I think my personal experience with that, I can't say... Um, I'm trying to think of like conferences or like church things that I've been to. I when I whenever I see like really I'm gonna say flamboyant, but I don't really mean that in a negative way, like visuals mm. or something. I never think badly of it. I don't think mm-hmm. I've seen anything massive. Like I think there was a clip that went around maybe last year about this man like driving his Rolls Royce onto like the stage or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, What in the world? That's actually too much for me though. <laughs> I genuinely don't like that. So I've never seen anything like that. The stuff I see is like very like touching girl it's like they'll have three volunteers come up and like mm-hmm. you know like do some like, have them reenact something do you know what i mean or have a video um on screen mm. and i always think those add up give a positive addition yeah. but like from that's my own personal personal like in-person experience but like i right. don't get what you mean by online online and the grabby things i'm like was it was i shocked into to be honest i'm not sort of person that if it's giving me bad vibes not even bad vibes because <laughs> their holy spirit was all over that message you know what i mean but i mean like if i my first interaction with it is like why are you doing that i'm not, not gonna watch this mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. sermon so i don't know if they were good or bad and i think to be honest maybe sometimes it does come from a good place because sometimes my assumption is to be very cynical and be like oh y'all just want views you just want to have that like entertainment value but sometimes i guess that's like Jesus used a lot of imagery, mm-hmm. symbolism to break the word down to people. So yeah. maybe people want to use certain metaphors mm. that are gonna be easier to understand and stuff. But I think, yeah, I don't know. Just just personally speaking, sometimes I think everything gets a bit too much because I think at its core, the gospel is a very simple message. Someone once said to me, like, the gospel is just one sinner saying to another sinner there's someone who can save us both. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And at the end of the day, that's what it is. And I think sometimes, you know, we can fall into the trap of making it more about a specific church or a specific yeah. style of worship or a specific pastor even mm-hmm. because we're swept up in, in their grandiose. Do you know what I mean? Mm. As much as we like complain about we can complain about churches and things. You also, as Christians, have right. to like take accountability as well. Um, right. But I feel like, as well, as well, like the way society is progressing, like we have really short attention spans. Mm-hmm. Like I get bored after five seconds of anything. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the church is, is trying to accommodate for that by yeah, with the colors, with mm-hmm. the lights, and all of that stuff. Um, but even. Like, we can say, like, thing, like short clippers can be, like, shocking and stuff, but sometimes that's what we need at the moment. And going back to, like, the lights and all of that in church, mm-hmm. like, it's become a thing where, because it's so prevalent, 
especially in like the bigger churches mm. that people like see online that if you go to like a simple church mm. you're kind of like you, you're like oh, where is the excitement the it's getting ghetto yes <laughs> <laughs> no, really, that's what we think you're like um because yeah. i don't know like what, i think it was two sundays ago we were in church and then there was they weren't like they didn't have any drums mm-hmm. oh, i was yeah. like this feels different <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was still good mm. but i was just like I had to like check myself at that point because like it, you don't need drums to worship God. No, right. 100%. Especially if you're used to that. Because I went to like a very like, or for most of my life, the churches I've gone to have been barely like, barely like media heavy, smoke machines, guitar, <laughs> like a whole band, you know, like it's really giving that full experience. And so like when you go to new churches that are just a bit more like a backing track in and in singers or, um, you know, mm. just something that's like not as like wow in your face. It's got to be like, I didn't need to detract all the lights and the fun and mm-hmm. get to like the message of what the person mm-hmm. is saying. Mm-hmm. We even forget that like the lyrics of the song, like is more whether, important than the production. Like yes. whether it's the same song and they've just got it with a, an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. or they've got the full fledged band and like it's the lyrics. It's the core. Yeah. Literally, yeah. you know. I actually have the opposite experience because like um, I grew up in a fairly small SDA church and um, SDA churches aren't really big on like media or lights or anything like that at all unless it's maybe like a conference or something but like my church was particularly small as well so our music was always just you know it was usually hymns sometimes like modern worship songs but like it wasn't like a big band or drums or anything like that and so I think maybe that's why to me some of this stuff seems a little bit extra because I associate that with the place where I first heard about Jesus and for me that was enough so now where Mm. I go to a, a place and I'm like, oh, why does this church feel like a club? I'm kind of like, <laughs> y'all are doing a little bit no, too I hear much it. for me, you know? It's a simple message and, you know, Jesus said that all that needs to be said, you know, if if the lights and the smoke machines and the drums and everything disappeared overnight, would you still be tuned in? Mm-hmm. And if not, it's like, why are you here? Like, mm-hmm. go to the club. <laughs> Don't actually, but do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, it's, I think, as I said, like, it's such a good way, having those internal dialogues with yourself, like, forget about the churches and how they interact with, like, those sort of forms of media for a second, but, like, if, when you have that internal dialogue with yourself, it's just like, well, you know, like, there are other people who are just, love God just as much as I do, whose church is underground, and who read the same page of scripture every right. day in and day out, you know what I mean? And if God can speak to them, and sustain them with, I guess, what we would call the most rudimentary church resources. Why would my distra- why, why would my method of connecting with God become so skewed by the absence or the presence of light right. and the smoke machine? And that's not to say, as I have also said, that like we should just forsake all things that are like appealing. Extra. Yeah, you know? like God does want us to enjoy our relationship with Him one hundred percent. But I know I think it's just a good way to gauge like why my like what my here presently for yeah what about people's qualms with it what do you think people's like what have you seen people's beef with it is at most on the socials i guess because i don't know nobody with beef with everything in the real life i think one thing i saw was um particular church and i think they just had like I, i i can't remember what the sermon series was but it was something about like walking on water type of thing. Oh, yeah. And then they had, like, water on the ground and, like, fake Thane rain. and, and yeah. thunder. Rain and thunder. <laughs> Someone oh, no. sent me that. I I'll, I'll send you. <laughs> I don't Wait. <laughs> I actually should have known that. I actually should have known that. 
at that point, I was confused about like what their argument was. Yeah, me too, to be honest. Because it looked cool, and it, if like, that attracts people, the thing is like different people attracts mm. attract different people to the gospel. Mm. So it's, for some people, it's the music that sounds like it could be played at a club, but then they actually read the lyrics, and then it's different things. And people just like the simplicity of the gospel. Mm. Some people like need something to hook them mm. in, so that so. I think the gospel works in different ways and each each form has its way. Just it's just the balance of not detracting. Like, yeah, not detracting from the real message and mm. not distracting. Right. I think like not something I've necessarily seen on the internet, but I think my qualm with it would be like I'm gonna bore these guys because I've said this so many times already. <laughs> but um I think when I think it's just about being self-reflective and I think any church or organisation that plays too much on your present feelings can be quite dangerous because when you start to base your faith on some sort of physical or emotional feeling Mm -hmm. and then when you realise you don't get that at other points or you don't get that in another service and you kind of gauge your faith based on that, I think it's a very unsolid foundation because I think faith is like a rational decision and it you rationally make that decision based off what God has done for you and what he's done in the Bible. And you can only know that by having a true connection with Christ and a deep and personal understanding of the word as well. And I think if if you don't have that kind of rationality behind your faith and that deep grounding and that rootedness and your faith is just based off a feeling that you get, what happens when you can't go to church one week? Mm. what happens when you don't actually like the song that they're playing mm. and your understanding of faith is oh when I feel this tingle or when I feel this particular feeling in my stomach you're not always gonna have that and that's something I even struggled with in the beginning not necessarily as it pertained to the type of worship services I was doing but just I remember exactly how I felt when I first felt called back to the gospel and how I was you know I cried for a long time and I just felt like a physical burden had been lifted from my shoulders. It's not every time that I pray that I feel that way because mm-hmm. I'm in a different headspace mentally. But does that mean that God or the Holy Spirit isn't with me every time I pray? Like, that's a lie. Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I think that if we're not careful, the enemy can even use that mm-hmm. to kind of like detract from our faith yeah. journey and kind of be like, oh, God isn't with you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I have said this before, but talking about like understanding God through reason, revelation, and experience. And if your only understanding of God is through experience. What happens when God wants to reach you in a different way? Yeah. Like I was speaking to <clears throat> I was speaking to an elder recently and he explained it to me this way. He was like, You spend time with your friend because of what you like about them, what they like about you, what you guys do for each other, things you have in common, just because you love to be in their presence. But it's not every time that I meet up with you, Mary Hannah, that I'll feel exactly the same way when we first kiki. <laughs> and it's not every time that like I meet up with Ayanfe that I'm gonna receive some spectacular revelation about who she has as a per- is as a person. Well, I don't always meet with her to find out something new. I meet with her because I love her and I like to be in her presence. Yeah. And that presence isn't always gonna feel the same. Yeah, that's so good. So yeah. That's really good. That reminds me of a sermon. I like. I went. I went to church. Yeah. Hopefully, I would be going to church <laughs> when I went to church in Atlanta uh, in August. I've got the notes here, and the pastor, his name was Ryan Leak, and he was preaching from Mark four, and he was essentially saying what we were saying, what well, what we are saying now, but in terms of like 
us having us meaning Christians believers bearing the onus of like how you receive messages from your church or from from wherever you go mm. and he had gave three point four points growing Christians carry a growth posture growing Christians carry a growth perspective growing Christians surround themselves with growing people growing Christians believe what they hear and maximize their potential mm-hmm. and I think that like growth posture and growth perspective is so relevant and like so important because if we are entering church spaces and wondering like oh what can this place do for me mm. in terms of like a I don't know make me feel good or yeah you know, I mean like church community is so important we talk about that all of, all the time and right. I will never detract from that but also being like opposed to apart from what a church can just do for me in terms of like sentiment right. um, how is this actually helping me grow and sometimes you have to really detach that from like as we said, like, the sentiment and the experience and the whole sensation of being, like, wow, such amazing worship. Yeah, the worship should be absolute. that yeah, you should enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But also, it's just, like, when I just, like, take these things, it's, like, because I can also worship in my room and the worship in my room is not any less potent or not any less pleasing to God. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we, just, we do that because corporate worship is, like, just a good way to connect. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not sure if it's specifically directed, like, spoken about in the New Testament, corporate worship. Like praying, to, worshiping together. I don't know, but anyway, we do it, and it's great. But it's just like apart from like as we keep on saying the experience, being like okay, so because I'm committed to growth, what am I gonna get from today's service? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Or what am I going to get from today? And it doesn't have to be as we keep on saying, some brand new revelation. It could be a reminder. Right. It could be patience. It could be you know like you're committed to growth. Yeah. So right. it's no longer like how is this gonna push me? It's like how I'm go- how am I going to make myself available to, to be used and right. like for God to film like fill the empty spaces, you know what I mean? I think another thing is um I think yeah, like we've all said, like we have a responsibility to check ourselves because like um not to say that I think that a church leader would be manipulative because mm. I wanna be very careful with how I phrase this, but I think certainly all said we all have a responsibility to kind of check ourselves and I guess our heart posture towards the services and the message and everything like that and I think that one danger is when you might be in a church which has a big focus on sensations and that sensation can even be on like hearing from God mm-hmm. in a certain way we were even discussing this Yesterday, last night like yeah. hearing from God like audibly or um Having you a know, vision, having a vision, yes, like exactly. Having having some sort of sensation, it can lead people within the church to feel defunct. If yeah, you know, maybe God speaks to them in a different way. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't have dreams and visions and <laughs> prophesy and stuff like that. But it doesn't mean that that the Holy Spirit isn't with them. Yeah. Or maybe it's like you have a different gift of the Spirit, which isn't as visual or sensational yeah. as something else in the yeah. church. And I think we certainly as a church community don't want to drive people away and make them feel like they're insufficient or defunct or that God can't use them because that is a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys, but I think another relevant point about sensational, sensationalist Christianity that we can, like, detract from, like, a church or, like, corporate worship experiences is, like, our own personal relationships, quiet time, devotional, whatever you call it, meditation with God. Because I know we were discussing this yesterday in our, like, uh, church's Bible study. Um, and how, <clears throat> excuse me, depending on, like, the church background you come from, or, you know, just, like, how 
yeah, the church background that you come from or what you've learned since you've been a follower of Christ, like there can be a specific emphasis on like sort of what Wanita said already. Every single time that you pray or read your Bible, like it's meant to be some sort of life altering, life changing experience. Like then and there you're meant to remember like what you read March twelfth, twenty twenty three, like mm. do you know stuff like that? And it's like mm, that's not always going to be the case because when you're doing that one Bible in one year plan <laughs> and you hit, was it, like 30 chapters of Leviticus or, or you know, the kind of finicky books in the Bible, though. Mm. They're because, very numerical, yeah. very, yeah. It's giving architect and you're like, yeah, like, I'm not an architect. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my bad. Like, interacting with that, how do you guys, how do you guys deal with that or what are your opinions about that? I think kind of linked to what I said earlier about like meeting with your friend like it's not every time that god is gonna appear to you in in some way or that you know life is gonna jump out the pages and grab you and you're gonna have some sort of like luminous experience but i think also like as much as we joke about them books being dry and stuff and you might not see the meaning in it now i think be open to grow from everything because the bible does say that um the word of god is alive and active you know sharp than every two-edged sword and i genuinely believe that there are some things that you will glean from that which you might realize later you know what i mean and don't limit god to the more sexy parts of the gospel mm-hmm. you know i think you can use anything but i think in those moments when you're going through that in, in you know maybe the first time or the second time or you know whatever when you encounter them, them type of verses or the genealogies and you're just kind of like why am i doing break. this what's going on <laughs> i think um don't feel that god isn't still happy to spend time with you mm-hmm. even if you know you're you're kind of not feeling as energized as you think that you should be and i think yeah just what i said earlier be open to learning something new what the overall point that i'm trying to make here is that i think sometimes in one season what seems mundane and dry in another one can actually be a revelation about god and and something really enlightening and one of those things for me was um in Genesis, there's a lot about genealogy and this person lived for this long, this person lived for this long. <laughs> and like, um, Adam lived for like 930 years. Um, and I was just like, yeah, cool. They lived longer in them days. But then um, something I recently found out in my Bible study was that everyone, like Adam was alive to see everyone until Noah's dad. And so it's like all them generations literally had the opportunity to speak to their great 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 granddad sit on his knee and ask what was it like being with god in the garden of eden (laughs) so crazy and still at the time of Noah, what was going on destruction (laughs) mazaline everything and so that taught me two things first of all that your walk with god has to be your own personal journey it's not your parents or your parents parents that can carry you because someone that literally walked and talked face to face with god and had the opportunity to know him like a like a brother, his great-great-grandchildren were falling to the wayside. Yeah. The other thing is that, like, um, God sees our hearts and is very intentional, and it's not because you inherit the gospel from your father or whatever that you'll be chosen, because there were lots of people in that family who God could have used, but it was only Noah that had listened, and they mm-hmm. all had the same exposure to the gospel. And that tells me that it's not about my brother's relationship with God or my sisters or even my friends it's very much about my own commitment Mm -hmm. and so for me what started off as a very dry 
piece of scripture, sorry God, forgive me. <laughs> that I was just kind of like, why am I reading this? Why is this here? Even years later, it turned out to be something that gave me a fresh perspective. So yeah, now whenever nice. I get to a dry bit, I'm like, let me not prejudge my what I'm not learning here. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, guess, I think emotions in terms of like Christianity, I wouldn't say they're overrated. <laughs> sometimes we put like too much pressure on them. Mm. And then sometimes it's like pressuring yourself, like forcing yourself to cry or during your worship time like to like feel like you feel something or like cry when you're praying to be like, God, I really want this type of thing. When you was in yesterday she clasped her hands extra yeah. tight. <laughs> even you close your eyes and so no light comes in yes. <laughs> and praying extra hard. Um but I think that as we mentioned like God sees your heart. Mm. So all of these extra like Agas stuff. <laughs> like as long as like he knows he knows your heart anyway, so like there's really no need to do it. And yeah. you might be stressing yourself. So. But again it's like what you were saying, it's just literally being committed to a to a growth. Yeah, to a yeah. growth mindset, to like being consistent, like I don't know, just we just like everything in life I think and in our day and age is so sentient. Which is mm. a good thing, like we should be in touch with our emotions, but it's sort of like if it's not making me laugh, like you know, like when you want TikTok, like them, I don't even have TikTok, but I just like see the way that reels and things go so quickly. Like mm-hmm. if they, you, they've got thirty seconds to really make you think they're the funniest person on the earth, or like give you like a hard hitting story that's gonna make you donate, or you know whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So we're so used to things being like so instant gratification yeah, okay. that it's like if it's not giving ASAP, if I'm sitting with the scripture for like five minutes and it's not making sense, it's not survival. <laughs> 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 Thank you, God. No, really. We'll be seeing each other later. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? But I think also, like we said yesterday, another thing to appreciate is just that God can speak to us literally anywhere. And that's something Anytime. that God has been teaching me. Mm. Like, literally anywhere. So maybe you were reading numbers in the morning. All right. But that doesn't mean God can't teach you about patience in the day. Right. Or, you know, perseverance at some other point. Or you can't listen to a song when you're walking and it would... You know, impact yeah, impact, or you know, listen to a podcast maybe, and it just you know mm. makes you like I have just, one or two in mind. So I just giving God that, like being committed to a growth mindset and being committed to consistency, regardless of how it looks or feels, takes different forms. Whether that is the daily Bible reading, which we are big advocates of, mm. or the podcast stuff, or listening to a sermon, or you know, listening to your favorite worship album, or even, no, it doesn't even have to be the worship album, like, you know, there are, there's a plethora of, like, Christian artists who are making Christian music, right. so just hit the playlist, see what you like, listen to their stories, what they're talking about, mm. and let that be an encouragement for your spirit, for your soul, for the day, because right. it's just like, it's day by day, I will never forget this, one pastor said that, when people tell him, like, oh, you know, reading the Bible is kind of difficult for me. Like, I don't feel like I get the revelation and I always forget what I've read. You know, by the time it's, like, the end of the day or last week. And he said something so profound, I'll never forget it. He was like, you don't remember what you ate for lunch last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But it nourished your soul. Like, it nourished your body right yeah. then. So don't be, don't get caught up on, like, remembering, you know, pulling verses from your pocket, you know. Yeah. Well, that's great. Like, of course. Hide the, like, word in your heart. Right. But at the same time, like, you don't know what you ate for lunch last Tuesday I literally can't remember like genuinely so why would I be caught up in like the two verses that I read and how that you know 
changed my life mm. last week when it just it didn't need to change my life last week it just needed to be my nourishment for the day yeah yes and i think that's why there's so much emphasis on like you know give us this day our daily bread yeah you know so what good. I mean? and also to follow on from that point it's like if you're all about the sensation or the the fire and that feeling that to like and you just get that you know maybe once a week at church or at one point when you eat a certain thing it's kind of like you wouldn't just have one hefty meal for the week and expect mm-hmm. that to sustain you until you get another fat meal yeah you yeah. will starve in the middle <laughs> you won't be nourished starving <laughs> 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 not ill not ill no but yeah i love that point so much yeah same man I think we're straight. Mm-hmm. Am I closing off? Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Um, we are so grateful for all the love that we have received. Mm-hmm. And always, as we always say, to God be the glory for all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do appreciate everyone who's listening, who's listened to this this far, the people who we've met, you know, in real life, have been like, oh, this is the podcast. It's so crazy to, like, do even do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uni and stuff like that. Um yeah, we appreciate y'all so much. As usual, you can keep up with us on our social media at Let God Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, on Twi- and Twitter, but we're most active on Instagram. Our season is coming to an end by next week, and we'll be on a hiatus until Christmas time, New Year, pretty much. Um, so we'll be doing maybe a few couple of fun things on Instagram, stories and things. But you can also send some requests for next year's season on our anonymous Google submissions form, or you can DM us on any other platforms um but yeah that's it from us this week guys lots of love we'll see you next week bye Bye.